hello and welcome back to the Promethean Perspective. That was a really cool inflection of my voice there on the hello. I am your host, Emily, and I'm thrilled that you are joining me for the Promethean Perspective. If this is your first time listening, I can assure you there's a lot of joy here on the podcast. There is a lot of joy, a lot of joy, because we're talking about the one and only who is amazing and the only thing worth talking about as repetitively as I talk about him and that is Christ that is our beloved Lord and all the many gifts of the teachings of the faith that we get to discuss here but before we say any more before I say any more I always say we because I mean like myself and the Holy Spirit because I can't do this by myself so I always say we referring to myself and the Holy Spirit but before we go any further it is 12 noon as I'm recording this so let us pause and pray the Angelus in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary and she conceived by the Holy Spirit Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesu. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostri. Amen. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Dios te salve Maria, llena eres de gracia, el Señor es contigo. Bendita eres entre todas las mujeres, y bendita es el fruto de tu vientre, Jesús. Santa Maria, Madre de Dios y Madre nuestra, rega por nosotros pecadores, ahora en la hora de nuestra muerte. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So, speaking of joy, we are joyful to be able to be here today talking about our Lord and all of the many gifts that he gives us through the deposit of the faith and the treasures of Catholic tradition and Catholic scriptures. And if you are not a Catholic listener, we are still happy that you are here being able to unite ourselves together in the body of Christ to talk about the things of above and to focus our hearts and our minds on the things of above. And we're actually going to be talking about joy today because I think there's a great misunderstanding in our world of what it means to be joyful and what it means to be happy. Because in our culture, there is a lot of attention given to particular entities and an entity that is given very little attention is the soul and how to properly take care of the gift of our souls. So I've been thinking about this in light of preparation for certain seasons. We just, you know, went through the Lenten season a little while ago, preparing for Easter and then, you know, preparing for Pentecost. And now we're back in ordinary time. And just the, the, the reality of what it means to be preparing. And there's so much going on right now as people are preparing to go back to school or people are um, preparing for summer vacations that they're going on. There's just always a sense of preparing for something or another. And are I think it's important to step back and, and recognize, are we giving that same mindset to interior, like interior matters of the soul? Are we giving that season of preparation of, of bringing joy to others? But we live in a culture that has really confused, I think, those two terms of what it means to be happy and what it means to be joyful. And it's very important to clarify that happiness is that seeking of what is pleasurable and self-gratifying and essentially whatever feels good. While the true biblical concept of joy points again and again to the reality that joy has little to do with pleasure or self-gratification. Because if it was based upon those entities, 
then joy would be fleeting because those entities are fleeting. They're not lasting. They're not, you know, founding or, or grounding by any measure. Because joy and happiness are, are both wonderful entities to experience, but they're very, very different. Joy is, is a consistency that remains despite the fluctuating realities of what is external. It's an internal foundation that is not based on external circumstances. It comes when you make peace with who you are, who God is. It's really like that St. Francis prayer of, Lord, who are you and who am I? And coming to a place of peace in that, coming to a place of resolve in that, acceptance in that. Whereas happiness tends to be triggered by that which is external, by people, places, thoughts, events, things that are finite. Whereas joy can be placed upon something that is infinite. And, you know, I think it's so interesting, not interesting, awesome. It's so awesome. It's awesomely interesting because anytime we talk about entities like this, you know, of what it means to define these words that we use on a daily basis and how we implement them better into our life, we can always go back to scripture and always go back to scripture and tradition because Jesus like talks about this because Jesus was a human and he knows the questions that we as humans have and he understands like what we're going to ask and he understands like how we try to grapple with the the realities that we face in life like he understands he's fully God and fully man the hypostatic union and in John 15 11 he states that he goes I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete so Jesus is saying this is that he knows right here he's he's showing that has God and has man, he, he knows that we desire joy. and not, But not only does he know we desire joy, he desires that our joy be complete. But he says, so that my joy may be in you. His joy. He wants to put his joy, place his joy in us. Not just that we may have joy and have complete joy, but he wants us to have his joy. So that answers the question of how do you define joy? What What is joy? joy well joy is that which is Christ's joy so that his joy may be in us and in turn our joy may be complete so joy is actually this phenomenal gift given by God a reality that's that's an integral part of the promises that Christ fulfills in his coming because joy is that is that reality of what it means to be delighted in and satisfied in um to, in a life of Christian virtue, of charity, of, of relationship, of perfect union with God. And it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful gift because anyone can experience happiness through pleasure of, of some sort or another if that's their goal. But joy, on the other hand, is not, it doesn't, it's not based on those things that, how do I put this? Joy, on the other hand, is not come to those who make it their goal. Now, what I mean by this is joy comes to us as an undeserved, often unexpected gift, a consolation from God after we've experienced something else. And happiness is, is, I would say, to the body what joy is to the soul. Let me put it this way, okay? So what happens in the relationship between two people if one of the parties make their own happiness their primary goal? That relationship for those individuals would ultimately be doomed to fail. Why? Because they're seeking two different things based on fleeting versus non-fleeting entities. Where in, fit, in, in contrast, what happens in a relationship of two people if, if one of the parties makes the other person's happiness their primary goal? Now there's that self-sacrifice involved. Instead of the focus being I, the focus is the other. So 
in a in a marriage in a relationship if one person has their own happiness as their primary goal then how willing are they to lay down their lives for their spouse how willing would they be to lay down their lives for their children for the vocation not as likely because if we always put our own happiness first then we would live a life of selfishness of self-gratification versus a relationship of two people who make the other person's happiness their primary goal and then there's that union of self-sacrifice of serving the other of love of willing the good of the other and and the results can only be defined as joy because if both parties make the <laughs> make each other's happiness their goal then they're ultimately not pursuing that which is externally pleasing to them but they're internally willing the good of the other and that's 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 the reality of what it means to have joy the state of being that cannot be defined or understood in physical terms but in a in a state in a reality of being that that blossoms from one's heart out of a, a total gift to the other which is what christ does for us he gave himself as a complete total gift for us out of love self-sacrifice and so that's why he extends he goes that my joy may be complete in you his joy is that sacrifice is that giving is is that thirsting for us and so with this in mind we can look at the gospel of of matthew chapter 3 verse 7 through 8 where, where john the baptist says he goes you brood of vipers give some evidence that you mean reform so what is what is he saying here what john is pointing out is that repentance means reorienting to turn one's life towards a greater good towards a greater willing of an, another person of, of self-sacrifice of love and it's interesting because if you if you read the totality of the scripture, he is particularly stern with the Pharisees and the Sadducees who presume that just because they're descendants of Abraham, that's enough. And in their presumption shuns many social responsibilities, particularly in relation to responsibilities um, and service to the poor and those who are lost. And so what John is pointing out here is that it's not about you. It's not about your own well-being. It's it's about living a life of self-sacrifice for those around you so that you may have Christ's joy complete in you. And Christ specifically emphasizes it later on in Matthew. He says, um, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And that's Matthew 6 verse 33. And so this may, you know, to many appear to be unpleasant news, but it is only when we forget about our preoccupation with the pursuit of our own pleasures that we're able to become individuals in a position where we can posture ourselves for true joy. And so f I think what I want to, what I'm trying to point out here is that in order for joy to become a gift, it's necessary that it stops being your goal, but that your goal or your aim in life, or your effort and your intentionality be to be um, a person of, of sacrifice, of self-gift, of joy, of, of love. And so it comes to you as a surprise because you're not focused on yourself. Joy is a gift God gives to you when you are not focused on you. Does that make sense? Joy is a gift that Christ completes in you. His joy is completed in you when you put others before you. When you put God first and you put neighbor first, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And so what is true, I think, in so many areas of our life is supremely true in, in what we're talking about here in, in terms of the Christian life, that joy is not the goal. Joy is the gift. Does that make sense? Okay. Those who seek joy first 
I don't believe we'll ever find it because in many ways that would just be like them pursuing their own happiness first. But it's those who serve God and find God in neighbor and, and uphold the common good of mankind that they discover what it means to have joy. Joy that's based on not the exterior, but on an internal level what Christ is giving to us. And so in order to find joy, we have to lose ourselves. It's this like paradoxical absolutely absurd rationale it's like what (laughs) in order to find we have to be lost but it's so true we have to die into ourselves to live we have to put ourselves last to be first in the kingdom of god we have to give up our desires to be given what we authentically desire so there are countless pleasures that we can pursue directly And there's many forms of happiness that we experience and enjoy and pursue. And not that there's anything wrong with experiencing, you know, opportunities that give us happiness. But recognizing that deep, authentic joy that that blossoms from the heart and the soul is, is, is the same joy that is shared among the cherubim and the seraphim and the communion of saints. And it's the kind of joy that is a in many ways, an eschatological reality, an eschatological longing of what we will experience one day in perfect beatitude with our Lord in heaven. And that joy is only discovered when we become totally and completely absorbed, head over heels in love with God's will and, and in serving and seeking and building up his kingdom so that joy is, is received as a gift. Because everyone wants to experience joy, truly. But so many people are instead pursuing happiness and end up very unhappy because Ultimately, happiness is not fulfilling. It's that joy. Because joy is, as Christ says, it's his joy in us that he desires to complete. He doesn't say, I desire my happiness in you to be complete. I don't desire you to be happy and it to be my happiness in you. No, he says, my joy in you may be complete. That we can rejoice in his joy for us and share that joy with others. And re- remembering that it's it's not... It's not a goal. It's a gift to be received. It's not something we can obtain. It's something that we receive. And I just will be praying for you all as you continue to find ways to truly embrace the gift of what it means to be joyful. And remembering that joy is found in permitting ourselves to be rejoiced in by Christ and keeping our eyes and our hearts and our minds fixed on things of above. I will be praying for you and I want to end this episode with a quick little announcement. So if you hung out until the end, thank you so much. It's been a lovely time chatting with you just really briefly about this beautiful topic. The Lord has been so good to us. He has just continued to have the podcast and the fruits of this podcast continue to flourish and expand and branch out. And I'm absolutely delighted. I'm absolutely humbled by all that he continues to do and the many, many treasures he continues to bless upon me and the little that I'm able to do for him. So we have a very exciting announcement, something that's been in the works for a little while now, something that's been initiated in prayer was a little seed that the Lord started to water, other people started to water, and now is a beautiful blossoming fruit that um, I'd like to share with you all. So in the show notes, you will find some links to some different things that we've been working on. The first that I want to mention is we now have the No Greater Love Promethean Perspective podcast on a YouTube channel. So you're able to uh receive visual not just audio but you can listen to us there as well as watch us and not all of our episodes will necessarily be there but definitely um we're going to do some bonus episodes there over there so we'll do some here so make sure you stay up to 
to date on what we're doing here on the podcast. And then over on the YouTube channel, we'll be doing some fun bonus episodes, probably some shorter ones for like some daily inspiration and motivation as well. So make sure you go over there and subscribe, comment, like the videos, and we will definitely be putting out more content over there for you to continue to grow in your faith. Um, we also now have a Instagram page. Um, it's called the No Greater Love um, Co Agape. So that will also be in the show notes. That is lowercase n-o-g-r-e-a-t-e-r-c-o-a-g-a-p-e. So you can definitely go over there and see a little bit more of a behind the scenes of what we're doing at the podcast um, and also on the podcast YouTube channel. And then finally, we have started a nonprofit um, business branched off the podcast and it's called no no greater love co founded upon john 15 13 that there's no greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friend and essentially it's a little small catholic shop with christian prints from saints and scriptures and just random individuals who have some kind of message that they want to send up to the world and so we have these really awesome calligraphy prints that we're doing on these they're just every single one is handmade every single one is original and they carry really great significance and really great um just power in the words of what it means to have have life-giving words in our life and and life life yeah life-giving words that the words we speak and the words that we receive are life-giving and to have messages and reminders of who's who's we are and to to where we shall return which is our beloved lord um we will definitely be branching out and doing all kinds of products in regards to whatever our lord invites us to but everything will be original and handmade so whether we do um, maybe in the future something like baby hats or something of that nature everything will be handmade and hand um, and handcrafted with with purpose and passion and prayers so there's a ton more of ton more a ton of information on the website so you can head over there like i said the link will be in the show notes so go ahead and head over to the website and check that out there's also links there to the instagram page for the business and also uh, links to the youtube channel and there's just a ton more information on there as to um the the mission really honestly the mission behind what we are doing here and what the lord is inviting us to and how we're continuing to grow and to branch out for his glory of building his kingdom on the side of heaven um there's also a lot of information on the missions that we're supporting through our mission and there's the opportunity for you to sign up and become a member of the no gooder love community so that you can be updated on certain things we're doing here and also just to assure you of the fact that we are praying for you and that we will the good of you and we desire you to make it to heaven and so we will continue to pray for you and continue to fortify um, you in whatever way we can through the through the mission that Christ calls us to so go check all those things out and in the meantime be assured of our prayers keep pursuing holiness and happy feast day of St. Maria Gretti. God bless you all.